0: That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It is Commissioner Cooper, and we are in week 14. It is time to hit that waiver wire. We got a lot to discuss and a lot of injuries to go over, uh, leaders to talk about, sophisticated pickups. And we got Doc in the house, like I said, injuries to go over, especially a huge one last night. Let's get it on. It's time for TSS Fantasy. It's time
1: for T-Assist Fantasy. 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 Fantasy!
0: It's time for T-Assist for- T- Fantasy! TSS fantasy. You know the great thing about being a football player is you don't have to take a shower to go to
2: work. There it is.
0: Indeed, indeed. Speaking of not showering, let's welcome into
2: the studio,
0: Justin Jesus Herrera.
1: (laughs) Yeah,
2: it might look scraggly, but I have taken a shower since my celebration this week. Um but uh, first off, uh, I would like to send out a personal message to all Philadelphia fans. Cry, Eagles, cry, my friend. As you have now experienced what it feels like to be on the other end of that beatdown. But you still got your quarterback, so just remember that. Might not be next time, though. Might not be next time. Ooh, <laughs> a little, a little trash talk afterwards. Like, you're just still feeling it. I mean big
0: game and you guys showed up, bro. Not no not for nothing. Well, I mean we'll get into everything in a little bit. Uh, busy weekend obviously to go over. Um, well, let's pay the bills first. Go to tssfantasy.com. Our rankings will be up soon here for week 14. So make sure you check that out. Crucial week uh, for some some are going into playoffs, some are in the final week of their regular season, so an exciting week, nonetheless. Also, don't forget underdog fantasy promo code TSS. Lots of great promos there. Same with Jazz Sports Book as well. So make sure you check that out. And if you're looking for championship playing for that fantasy champion, look no further than Pro Am Belts. All right, well, we got leaders to go over. We got all this other good stuff, but man. We had a game last night. What well, about last night, indeed, and some injuries to talk about? So, of course, let's pay. Well, excuse me, I can't pay his bill, so let's get him in, Doc. <laughs> The doctor is in and the summer tour is long ago, but man, we are knee deep at the other end of it now, my friend. Welcome into the studio. Hey, thank you
1: much. This will be a busy segment tonight. So a couple of high ankle sprains to talk about. We'll start with Kenny Pickett. So he re-aggravated his high ankle sprain this weekend and underwent a tightrope procedure on his right ankle. So the tightrope procedure is where they stabilize the far distal end of the lower leg, put a little suture there. So it still has a little bit of mobility, a relatively new procedure, but we've talked about it a few times in the segment. Interestingly, he's not being placed on the IR. So his return is not on that timeline, but rather when he's ready. Um, We don't know when he's going to be available, but you can count on him not being available this Thursday. So, it down with surgery moving on to derrick henry so it was initially reported that he was being placed in concussion protocol after a hard hit in the fourth quarter but the more recent reporting is that he is not in the protocol he worked out monday without limitation and derrick henry is expected to be good for week number 14 this next one got me i just picked up tank dell going into the weekend and uh yeah he scored zero points for me it sustained eight fractured left fibula so lower leg bone on the outside um and he had it surgically repaired on monday so he's done for the season he's got two month recovery ahead so for fantasy purposes tank dell is done big mistake on my end and i lost by eight points this weekend so that was a difference making for me oh not the worse from Andre stevenson so another high ankle sprain sustained this past weekend Patriots have a short week, so he's out for Thursday. And, you know, due to the nature of the high ankle, I expect him to miss multiple weeks, not just Thursday. So this could be a meaningful injury as his season starts to wind down a little bit. Brian Robinson exited this past weekend with a hamstring injury. But good news for the Commanders, they have a week 14 bye. So we'll check back in on him next week until too soon to speculate. Speaking of hamstrings, Christian Watson, so he's dealing with a hamstring issue. Um, and I said issue, I'm not calling it an injury yet. Not a lot of details have been released. He could still be good for week 14. Too soon to speculate. Check in with Brian later in the week. DeAndre Swift, so had an undisclosed injury late in the game after a big hit. There's really no update at this point, but I respect, excuse me, I expect that no news is good news in that arena. Um, you know, stay tuned later in the week, but I, I'm not expecting to hear anything meaningful if we haven't already. Here's one, Puka Nakua. So had an AC joint sprain, but did return during week 13 after that and is expected to play in week 14. So the AC or acromioclavicular joint connects the clavicle or collarbone to the scapular or shoulder blade. Um, and increased movement there can be really problematic. So a sprain, even if it's just a grade one sprain, very painful. Once we get to that grade two, there's a little bit extra movement. But it can be really problematic for shoulder stability and overall function. You know, As a receiver, if you can't raise your arm up and feel stable, that's really problematic. And remember, it was the AC separation that ended Anthony Richardson's season. So it appears to be mild. Again, Cooper came back in the game, but something to certainly watch out for may impact his productivity a little bit. Mari Cooper, not much to report. He's in concussion protocol. Christian Kirk sustained a right groin or core injury, depending on the source. He's expected to need surgery, but that hasn't been confirmed yet. But essentially, it ends his fantasy season. And then lastly, Trevor Lawrence. So not even 24 hours ago, sustained a right high ankle sprain. Clearly a lot of pain for him. Um, He's still listed as questionable for this weekend, but I'm going to go on the record and say it's incredibly unlikely Trevor Lawrence plays this weekend, maybe even – the next couple of weeks past that.
0: Yeah. The way he fell seemed pretty awkward. Even the defensive uh, lineman for the, um, I forget his names escaped me for the Bengals. Um, He even looked like he was upset, um, you know, probably because he hearing Trevor, Probably was screaming in pain, um, and probably thought something you know really devastating happened. Unfortunately, so. Um, but good news for him, it's nothing too crazy, um, and their season isn't exactly over yet, um, so to speak. So, um, one thing I did want to ask. Um, well, let me just follow with this. You said you lost by eight points. How about we had a guy that it was it was a matter of him getting into the playoffs, and he's in a game, <laughs> and he had. Christian Kirk and Trevor Lawrence, <laughs> so, and ends up losing by, I forget, like six or seven points. You talk about, man, did the stroke of luck just be like, nah, it's not happening for you tonight. Um, so that, and uh, so the one thing I wanted to ask though was on uh, Brian Robinson. Did you, when you looked him up, did they, are they looking at getting him an MRI or did they do an MRI? Is it not, it to that that great that bad of a gray that they're even talking mri or did we even get to that at all
1: i don't have a note on this but if i recall correctly it was the plan to do one but as of this afternoon it had not been done again i'm going from memory there and i could be wrong but i think we may have results on that later in the week all good. The reason
0: I'm bringing that up, this is waiver wire night. So those out there that are looking for a guy to stash or, you know, need I don't at this point i not maybe need a running back, but just somebody to stash. I don't want my opponent having Antonio Gibson. I don't know their uh, schedule off the top of my head, but say they're playing the Giants or somebody not very good. Um, against the run. I don't want Antonio Gibson going against me. I may just pick him up just to make sure he doesn't. So make sure you guys check in um, with that. I would just make Antonio Gibson um, an option, quite frankly. But Doc, thank you so much for checking in. Always appreciate you. We will see you next week. You guys. All right, brother. We're going to get to our weekly leaders when I scroll my fat fingers up there. Here we go. I didn't want to interrupt Doc while he was talking. Um, David had a funny comment. He said Justin's still to like he's hung over from the San Fran party after stomping on Philly. <laughs> See? See, I'm not the only one that recognized he didn't shower. Oh, you got the mute button.
2: He never said I didn't shower. He just said that I look hungover. He look like he understands the face of a man who's been partying since Sunday.
1: He understands uh, that. I still
2: got a job, Jason. I still uh, got a shower. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait, you work? Oh, I thought you just talked to this thing. We get paid. No, I guess not. All right. Let's go to the weekly leaders. Um, This past week, all right, can't forget about Geno Smith's performance on Thursday, way back when, 31 points. Brock Purdy, 29.5 points. Ooh-wee. Dak Prescott again over on Thursday, 28.3. Jake Browning, wow, 25.7. Welcome to the top five of the qb fantasy list and if anybody had that please let me know i want to follow you from all time trevor lawrence uh kim even hurt ended up hurt was uh fifth in the list 25.1 that was a hell of a game last night um by the way anyway um even by the way joe mixon i just want to give him a quick shout out i was already whooping somebody's butt it was nice to put that little icing on a cake though, on it on Monday night. Good stuff, my friend. All right, give me talk about somebody here on the QB list.
2: Oh, I mean, it's got to be Jake Browning. I mean, nobody saw that one coming. Uh, His previous game was like 212 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Like, How do you turn that around and you go in against a Jags team that's kind of riding a little bit hot since they got their ass whooped by the 49ers and then saying, shit, I'm going to go 354, a touchdown. I think he had a rushing touchdown as well. Dude was just all over the place. Good on you, Jake Browning, and good on Cincinnati, man. You're back in a race. You're back in a wild card. You gotta feel good about yourself after that performance. You know, he's not Joe Burrow, but hell, he might be the next Matt Schaub, and he might cash in on a contract and be a starting quarterback somewhere.
0: Look at, I mean, listen, as you watch that game progress last night, it just became more and more evident. Like, ooh, like this guy's got a little groove to him, got a nice little rhythm. And now you're thinking in the aspect of, hey, wait a minute, these guys got a lot of good weapons. So if there's someone serviceable serviceable back there, um, like you mentioned, Cincinnati is back in this playoff race where you thought the season was just basically over. And uh, poor David has been crying since Sunday since the Steelers got beat by the Cardinals. Wow, that was amazing. Hey, you know
2: what? You know what? The Cardinals are a weird team, man. They They got their ass kicked by the Rams. They beat the Texans. And they beat Pittsburgh. Come on now. Who would have pictured that one? The Texans have been hot. Pittsburgh's been a playoff team. That Cardinals, man, they even scare me a little bit. Because I'm just like, that could be that odd week where you just have something weird happen in the ether
0: yeah they are that they you know again they're not that team you want to face um they're they're not what their record indicates at all you know the guy I want to shout out is Brock Purdy I gotta say I you know what I was always denying like eh uh nah. bro buddy came to play now the Eagles secondary is not very good still like you know mind you but Brock Purdy like I don't I'm gonna say it because uh, we talked about it, heard other people say it And I just wasn't quite there yet, but I'm almost there. Very, very – I mean, he's still very young, but very Tom Brady-like, bro. Very, very Tom Brady-like in so many ways. Very – got this offense on lock at such a young age and uh, really just exciting to see for Brock Purdy.
2: So I was excited to see his performance um, that – well, of course, not that that exciting. Not that exciting. Um, That's actually a weird topic for a lot of people. A lot of people just think you have to be like a seasoned vet and they treat him like a seasoned vet. He's only in the second year of his career. You know, Jalen hurts did not throw for 30 touchdowns in the second year of his career. Pat Mahomes did, but that's Pat Mahomes. We're not holding him to that standard. You know, Brock Purdy still got a lot of years to grow and the dude is just constantly freaking learning and evolving and not making the same fucking mistakes. Gotta love it, and man, I'm on a new high with that guy. I think I told you, every time Jimmy Garoppolo touched the ball, I was afraid there was going to be an interception. Every time Brock Purdy touches the ball, I am so excited there's going to be a touchdown.
0: You mentioned earlier this year that, and you know, I gotta say, I mean, Brock Purdy, like you said, um, very much... Cerebral uh, would be a good word for him, Um, that kind of QB. So, uh, yeah, very impressed with Brock. Um, All right, running backs. I just mentioned it. Joe Mixon, 29.7. Alvin Kamara, 28.9. A-Chan is back again, 25.3. Derrick Henry with 25. J- uh, James Conner, 22.5. And I had to mention Chuba Hubbard is 22.4. Not so they're just one fraction of a point. And right below Chuba Hubbard is Christian McCaffrey, twenty-two point three. Um, so some great running backs this week. Anyone you'd like to point out,
2: my friend. Well, there's so many good ones, and you know, you could you could go with a chain who just came back, you can go with Chuba who had a surprise. I'm gonna go with Mixon because Mixon has been sneakily been the most consistent running back of the past three weeks. And before that. He was just hot trash, hot garbage. He was a high pick that you spent, and guess what? He was producing at the level that he produced for the previous seasons. Not good. But he is really coming alive with Joe Burrow gone, and it's starting to be like, oh, hey, you got Joe Mixon? You might be okay for the playoffs. You know, ooh, that might be a a big meal ticket right there. I like what he did. I think he had two touchdowns in this game. He got him early, too. Man, shit. With Jake Browning behind the behind the center, I think this offense kind of still has some life to it. All the Jamar Chase shares that we had that we thought were going to be trash after this, I don't know, man. He's still it's, got 150 yards and a touchdown.
0: It's funny you, men- you funny you mentioned him. He was the one I wanted to shout out, only because I am a Joe Mixon owner. Um, And my, not to want to bore anybody with my fancy team, but I feel like it's like, that Voltron team that's starting to come together at the right time, and Joe Mixon's that one piece man. He's been hanging out, chilling. He's been in my lineup every week, but he's been produ- he's been producing, as you mentioned, not nothing crazy, but he's been. But all of a sudden now, starting to rev up. The engines are coming. I got Jalen Hurts and Devonta Smith hanging out. The nice stack. Oh my God! Don't get Sam Laporta at tight end. And I got Kincaid if I want to fuck around with him, too. All right. Y'all are done. Can't wait. All right. Let's get on to the receivers. And we got DK Metcalf all the way back from Thursday, 37.4. Remember that? Talked about that enough. Debo Samuel, though, 35.8. feel like Debo feels like he's back. Nico Collins. Now, we mentioned the absence of Tank Dell now. 34.1 Thirty-four point one points. Wow, uh, seems like a nice CTR. I was like, "All right, tank, you're down." Here's the next man up is Nico. You man. um, uh, and he he really threw it and fed him. CD Lamb thirty-two point six, getting back on Thursday. Tyreek Hill, nothing more consistent right now in fantasy, other than Christian McCaffrey. Um, <laughs> man, what a dream team those two would be. Um, but yeah, nothing more. San Francisco. <laughs> no, Chrissy, you come here. Let's do it the other way. Um, nothing more exciting, uh, quite frankly, than uh, Tyreek. Well, that's that's my pie horse. Um, anyone you want to sh- shout out? You want to um, hear the receivers?
2: You know, I, I agree. Tyreek is incredibly exciting, but I'll, I'll have to one up you on this one. There's nothing more exciting than watching Debo Samuel get the football and take it seventy yards. Because that man literally, you see people part the red sea because they don't want to tackle him. Does that make sense?
1: No, like totally. with, Ty- with
2: Tyree Kill, it's like you can't catch him. With Debo Samuel, it's you don't want to tackle him, and it shows like people literally get scared when he's coming at you. And I think that's the that's the funniest shit because I'm just like dude, this is your job. Go go get this man. And everybody's just like, they get all timid when he's coming at you. And then you you wait too long. And this man has deceptive speed himself. Like, I, you'll see him go from like zero to 100. I think he actually hit 22 miles an hour, which is what DK hit. I think DK hit a little bit faster, like 23. But he hit 22 right up there with DK, right up there with Tyreek Hill on these long runs. Man, there's... To me personally, and there is some bias in it. I love it when I see Devo Samuel in open field because I know one of two situations is going to happen: either he is going to make everybody look scared, or he is going to put fear into somebody by smashing them. And but either way, he's going to get that touchdown, and it's it's so exciting. I'm really glad
0: you brought this up because I'm gonna I'm gonna actually uh, piggyback off what you're saying, um, I don't know what it, what it was. The NFL Network, ESPN, whatever, one of them. I'm watching, I'm watching, and um, they, they're talking about the top teams in the league. And, you know, they're like, okay, well, what's the team that really, you know, you think really scares you? And then, of course, they say, the, the guy said the 49ers. And he says, why? And he said, because they can beat you in so many different ways. And I feel like Debo Samuel is the perfect representation of that. Not only can you guys punch somebody in the mouth, but you can outwork them, outspeed them, outcerebral them, all that kind of good stuff. So lots of great stuff from your team, no doubt about it. As much as I love America's team, I don't feel like we have that quite toughness that the 49ers bring um, to the table. So again... Really cool, good stuff, and and I think Debo is like set a perfect representation of that for you guys. Um, all right, so now now that I've st- uh, bloated you up a little bit, let's go to tight ends. Let's let's pull you up a little bit more, actually, because I have to thank you because if I I never draft tight ends high ever ever, people in my league they slept on Kincaid, and they slept on Sam Laporta. He was one of my last picks in my league. 29 points thank you very much evan ingram 23.2 trey mcbride which by the way gonna be look at this young youth movement and it's the position that we kept saying was dead there's nothing here all of a sudden we're getting this youth movement all of a sudden 22.9 jake ferguson number four at 19.7 and good old harrison bryant because it's joe flacco 15.9 anyone you want
2: to shout out here well i just want to shout out just piggyback off of your argument here these are tight ends that aren't scoring like 10 points and stuff like they're scoring 20 points like you look at mcbride's uh sheet he put together eight catches 80 yards and a touchdown that's great as a receiver like, let alone a tight end. Like, we usually hold these like low standards for tight ends. We're starting to get all these great tight ends coming in to where it's gonna be like a scramble to get some of the best now. It's not gonna just be like get Kelsey, get Kittle, and get Hawkinson, and then we're done for seven to eight rounds. These guys are gonna be getting off the, the board like hotcakes now. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I love the tight end position right now. It's it's so the The youth movement is coming. We're seeing the new Kittle, the new Ken, or the new Kelsey, and all these guys. Uh, one guy I do want to shout out, Evan Ingram, because I just don't think he ever gets his flowers, and he's it's well deserved. He's been Mr. Consistency. Finally got his touchdown this week. I called it in the fantasy Jesus mo and the fantasy Jesus monologue. He got his touchdown this week and it was I mean it was huge this guy's running down the sideline pulling a Debo Samuel and he runs into the end zone flying into the end zone getting that score that's another guy who got like nine catches 80 yards and a touchdown I'm just I just wanted to put that out there the tight end movement is going to be something to really watch and we've talked about this before I have no problem now putting an extra tight end in the flex position because that's where I'm at. I feel like I can get 20 points from Dalton Kincaid and I am completely fine taking that risk because I know that these guys are getting targeted almost at a double digit clip a game.
0: Yep. They're getting fed. Um, like you mentioned, I didn't even mention Kincaid, but I mean, McFry, all these guys young, um, even Schultz is pretty young for, for you know, on the Texans um lots of great stuff going on so tight end movement is i think we'll get away from that conversation of let's do away with the position because now we're gonna have a multitude of guys that we can start playing um and again it's gonna it just makes the game a little more fun anyway um and uh oh and i wanted to one other thing whether you know i have one audience member I don't, you know, whether I make a dime off of this, I don't want to say I don't care because I do care. But what I will say is the lasting memories that have come from this podcast, because as Evan Ingram caught that touchdown, I swear on everything. All I could hear was. I should say. Fantasy
2: Jesus called it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It
3: Came
2: down from the heavens.
0: (laughs) I love it. So anyway, all right. Defensively, Chargers seventeen, Colts seventeen, Falcons fourteen, America's team twelve, and Texans ten. Told you that Miami D coming up, boy. Better watch out. All right, listen, we had some leaners. Let's talk about some flops. Thank hey, you morons do anything
1: right? They did their best. Slip stops. Slip stops. They did their best. Slip stops. Calm down. Diddly, 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 diddly.
0: I will also say this past weekend was very satisfying because I don't know. I'll have I'll I'll pull the clip if anyone gives a shit. No one probably cares, but um the after the Black Friday game, the Sunday game, I think it was the Sunday show that I brought we talked about the game and I brought up Jalen Phillips. I said, but you know why it don't matter? Cause it's ginky time and I'll be down if that man didn't show up. And uh even uh old boy in the homegrown pop bets called him out. I gotta get some Thor stuff, I gotta get something going for this guy because man, he's he's got he's got he's got the it factor. We just gotta get it out of him. All right, let's talk about some uh flops of the week. Not a whole ton. Um, he had a lot of teams on buys, but a lot of a lot of guys showed out now. Quarterback wise, CJ Stroud 15th, Pat Mahomes, 16th, Kyler Murray, 17th. Here's one, Justin Herbert, 23rd QB on the week. Anyone you want to shout out, Justin? Yeah, I want to
2: shout them all out. Um, I'm not worried about Stroud. It was was just a tougher game. But Patrick Mahomes, man, man. I I criticized one of my boys for getting – after that freaking 49er game, he traded Dak Prescott – or he traded Patrick Mahomes – for Dak Prescott and there was some other stuff added on there. And I was just like, why are you training away Patrick Mahomes? Dude, that's a guaranteed guy right there, man. Am I eating crow because Dak Prescott's been on fire and Patrick Mahomes, has anybody seen him in fantasy? Like this guy is just not playing to the level we expect of him. Um, yeah. So I'm going to say that. I mean, Obviously, I think it's a whole letdown. I still think the Chargers should fire their coach. I mean, this is a team in the Patriots that have been hung like 30 points by different teams. I think the Giants put 20-plus points on them, and you can't put more than six. Come on, bro. What are we doing here? This team is just totally effed. They got away with a win, and they think that they can keep the coach for another round. Just get rid of him. Just get rid of him. If you can't put up more than six points with Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, and Austin Eckler, you probably shouldn't be coaching in this league. Yeah. I'm just saying it. I'm putting it out there. I'm with you 100%. Um,
0: Look, Pat Mahomes, you know, eighth on the year. I had to look it up because I'm like, you know, this offense has struggled. They have struggled indeed. Number one, um, you know, thinking QB, man, oh, no, (laughs) thank. That's pointing at 26. Jameer Gibbs 28th. Brian Robinson Jr. 29th. Brees Hall 32nd. Devin Singletary 33. Austin Eckler 38th. Uh Swift was hurt 45th. Uh Ramondre also was hurt with 47. Anyone you want to shout out there?
2: Uh yeah, I mean, I've it's it's uh, once again. I'm gonna go back to the Chargers. For some reason, Austin Eckler just seems so washed this year. And it's crazy. It's happened so fast. I mean, you know, I feel for this guy. He literally is one of the the greatest advocates for fantasy football. But, man, do you not want to have him this year because he has been a total bust for you this year. Uh, we talked about it at the, you know, at the Halloween break who we thought were bust. And I remember saying Austin Eckler because of what he's been able to do and what what he hasn't been able to do. Um, You know, he's one guy for me. I I won't hold the, the injuries against Ramondre Swift. I think that was more of a choice by the Eagles. It was a weird choice, but it was more of a choice by them. They decided they didn't want to run the ball. I don't know why. So I can't really hold that against him. Um, You know, but I do want to say real quick that Brees Hall has just been an absolute disappointment, period. And, you know, they said – Robert Saul said that, you know, he looks for the home run too much and he doesn't just go after it. The dirty yard. And in many ways, I like – I'm like, you should encourage him to just go for the big runs because you're not getting offense any other way. Like like what what are we fucking talking about here? You know, this this whole organization has fallen apart in literally a couple weeks to where it's like, you know, the stronghold was, you know, solid keeping everything together, and now it seems like he's slipping into the point where we're not gonna see him next year. You know, why are we why are we putting Dalvin Cook out there? Brees Hall should be taking every single fucking snap. And to be honest with you. He should be getting every, just about every single pass. You should be getting the ball in his hands, Garrett Wilson's hands, and nobody else. Because those are the only two guys that seem to know how to literally strap the team on their back and take it straight to the end zone. It's, it's, it's really maddening because you you look at these guys and you're like, why aren't they producing? Oh, it's because they're not getting the touches.
0: And there's so many different ways you can attack that, too. Why didn't they go after Joe Flacco? Like, you know, now they're talking about going back to Zach Wilson. I mean, just all kind of craziness. Now, I will say, someone told y'all way back when, I am a Jets hater because I was talking shit, but it was true what I was saying remained true. I didn't think none of this made sense. Aaron Rodgers with these two running backs, they're not going to run the football. What they're going to be in this pat? And then they never changed it when he got hurt. That don't make any damn sense. I didn't understand what was going on with this football team. Told you so. Hey, 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 right, hey, anyway. hey, 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 hey. <laughs> no, i know, I'm just hate. I'm just hating. You're right. All right, let's go to receivers. Amante Brown, twenty-six. Keenan Allen, thirty-third. You know that Chargers team is just struggling. Jalen Waddle, thirty-six. Garrett Wilson, forty-third. Um. Chris Godwin, forty fourth; Calvin Ridley, forty fifth; Jaden Reed, fiftieth; Josh Downs, fifty fifth; uh, Jahan Dotson, 56th, and Drake London, eighty third. Anyone you want to
2: point out there? I mean, the obvious one is Drake London, but I hate to say I told you so. But you know, I didn't really like this guy going in. Period. I'll go Calvin Ridley once again, showing up as the disappointing guy. I mean, Christian Kirk goes out in like the first quarter with a hamstring injury, and you can't take over. Like, this offense still scored, but it was not behind you. Like, come on, man. We need you to step up. We need you to be the number one. You want to talk and talk and talk. You want your money and all this shit. Go out there and produce. Still, in my opinion, for what it's worth, Calvin Ridley has been a bust, even though he's had two great weeks these past couple weeks. But. That's just all my opinion. There, you don't have to accept it, um, you know. And then, like I sure. said, Keenan Allen, Keenan Allen was just a product of everything that was going on around him. Like nobody was doing anything in that game, so I can't really hold that against him. All right, so I'm gonna I
0: gotta go back to the running backs in a minute, but but to back you up on Calvin Ridley, two great weeks does not make a great fantasy receiver to your point to your point on al austin eckler i forgot to mention it. i looked it up and then i forgot to even say it um 26th on the year that's your fantasy um ranking for austin eckler so i know you spent some money on that ass and it definitely did not come back for sure um also somebody i wanted to point out with the running backs and i just started talking i forgot how about Devin Singletary, the shift that's going on with the Texans' backfield? Just when you thought that Devin Singletary finally found a home somewhere, there comes Damian Pierce saying, oh, you don't forgot about me? Oh, my goodness. So, anyway, very strange situation going on there as far as your running back situation is concerned. I wish I could tell you one way or the other, uh, you know, to be quite frank, I don't even know um, what they're going to grow with with this offense. So who knows? But I love their offense no matter what. Um, as you, you, I, I, I want to say
2: this just at the yeah. end of the day. Remember, it's a Kyle Shanahan-based system there. You don't figure out the running back unless it's Christian <laughs> McCaffrey.
1: Right. Just don't
0: very try. True. <laughs>
2: very true.
0: Very true. Very true. Um. All right. So, other than that, you know, going to the receivers, Jalen Waddles had a really strange year. I on the field almost sometimes. I almost feel like he's trying too hard when it gets to come his time. I don't know what it is. Um, but maybe they're just letting Tyreek eat, which is fine with me too. Whatever, it's working. Who gives a shit? Um, tight end. What's crazy. Nobody really underperformed except, like, Pat Friermuth. That was the only one I could find. He was 22nd overall. Pretty much everyone fell in line to what you thought they were going to do this week. So, uh, no flop but you're tying in. Crazy enough. All right. Well, this is a big week for some of us. We had some injuries to go over. Um, obviously, you got to maybe pick some people up. Let's hit the waiver a Waiver wire. Waiver wire. All right, give me. You have Trevor Lawrence. He just got hurt. Who you picking up?
2: Oh, Jake Browning all the way.
0: Uh, <laughs> okay. you just got to
2: you got to ride this hot hand right now. Um if yeah. he's by some weird reasoning and I've had this happen because he actually beat me this week. Uh he's not there. I would go with somebody like a Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew, he's been doing extremely well. Um, you know, He's nor, he doesn't have too many highs, but he really doesn't have too many lows, too. He kind of finds the little consistent pocket there. Um, Consistency tends to be key in the playoffs. If you're looking for a high-end guy, I would shoot for Flacco. Flacco, he, he had it this week. I'll tell you what, he did not look bad. He looked like he could still sling the ball. This Browns offense was efficient, you know, they, you know, he had some rust on him, but I'll tell you what, still got the cannon. And oddly enough, I trust him more than Jameis. So I'm not going to say Jameis' <laughs> name here.
0: That's not Famous odd James. At all. <laughs> <laughs> That's not odd in any way, sir. Um, yeah, because Jameis and Winston, quite frankly, that Saints offense is just meh. Um, and you know, hurting with with receivers, you know, um, I'm with you on Browning. I love that. Um, I wanted to went ahead and pull their schedules up because that's really the telltale sign at this point. Um, this week, you can't go wrong with either uh, Gardner Minshew or Browning because they're both facing each other. So either way, and both these secondaries obviously are very suspect. So I think I like both of these guys really this week. Going further, Colts have Steelers. Um, At home, they go to Atlanta um, and then are at home against the Raiders. So there's some um, decent matchups there. You got um, the Bengals got the Vikings after this week. They have the Vikings at home, Steelers in Pittsburgh and at KC. um, So there's that. And the Browns with Mr. Flacco. Jaguars this week. We know saw that secondary last night. Bears next week, Texans the following week now for your fantasy championship, which which would be the Jets. Um, So not so good there. But, you know, again, depending on your roster, maybe take a couple of these guys and ride them out and then, you know, do what you got to do. Stream somebody for your championship. Do what you got to do at this point, but play the matchups for sure. Um, All right, let's look at the Running, oh, I'll just put some other guys. If Jordan Love's obviously out there, he's somebody to look at. Matt Stafford, um, he's someone else you might want to look at as well. Uh, but you know, who knows if they're out there or not. Um, all right, running back position, tell me who you got.
2: Um, you know, Ezekiel Elliott looks really tempting right now with Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, most likely out for the Thursday game. Gotta love it. You know, Z still looks like he's got a lot in the tank. Um, and the limited. You know, touches that he's had with New England, he's looked very explosive. Um, that being said, they also signed Jamichael Hasty this week, who, if you remember last year, had a couple go rounds with the Jaguars, did not look half bad. Uh, another guy I, I would like to highlight is, um, fuck, oh, the Bears running back, Roshan Johnson. I liked what they were doing with him in the passing game. I think that's a guy right there who could be a guy on the receiving end, while Khalil Herbert takes a lot of the rushing end. So if you're in a PPR, I'd probably go out and see if I can grab him. Also, Deonta Foreman is coming back. If you really want to enamor yourself in the mess that is the Brown or the Bears running back room, be my guest. But if you're asking me, I'd go with Roshan and PPR. And anybody else, I'd say, F you, stay on the waiver wire. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, it almost became that big Tajay Spears week where, you know, if Derrick Henry didn't go where it was going to be that big pickup um, to go around, but turned out, like I said, Derrick Henry is okay. How about that guy last night? Is it Chris Brown or Chase Brown? I just put C Brown. Is it Chris Brown? The guy, the chase, back? chase, chase, chase. He, he looked good. He had some speed on him. Um, so he's somebody else. If you're a Joe Mixon owner, um, maybe somebody to handcuff as you get into this playoff stretch um, Antonio Gibson, we mentioned earlier, if that turns out, that's why I wanted to ask Doc, um, what they're planning on doing. MRI might mean something a little more serious. That's why I was asking him that. Um, so if that is the case, obviously they're on a buy this week, but you got the Rams, the jets are susceptible to the run. That's the following week. And you do get the 49ers after that. So you might be a little normal there. But Antonio Gibson will bring you that reception part of it. So in PPR, he's money. Because he will definitely get the dump ball passes. And a lot of these game scripts um, for the commanders, for them, unfortunately for them, they're going to be down. Um, as far as the uh, Patriots go, talking about Zeke, um, you got the Steelers this week. You got the Chiefs the following week. And Broncos. So if Ramondre's out, Um, Then you got the Broncos later on. Um, So that's a nice matchup. And the Bills after that, we talked about that a lot on your fantasy championship, and we talked about a lot on the show, very susceptible to the run. So uh, like those options as well. All right, receiver-wise, who you got?
2: Man, receiver is kind of where it kind of dwindles for me because there's not really too many great options left out there. I mean, if you really want to get down to the nitty-gritty – There's that kid, Parker Washington, who caught the touchdown last week for or yesterday for the Jaguars. Um, you know, if you could still find somebody like an Odell Beckham Jr. out there, I would totally grab him because he's been having some pretty nice weeks. Uh, You know, another guy to look at is Noah Brown. They're going to need some way to fix the Tank Dell problem there. Noah Brown could definitely be that. He's already subbed in and had a couple 150-yard games, so you know he can ball. Um, One guy I'll throw out there that I think is kind of coming up is Trey Palmer, and that's kind of with the whole, you know – Chris Godwin is not showing up, so Trey Palmer is figuring it out, and he's getting in the rotation a little bit more. I know my last week guy was Dontavian Wicks. You know, he didn't necessarily have his breakout week, but, you know, he's still there, and, you know, hopefully with, uh you know, maybe a little bit of injury time to um, Christian Watson, he can continue to figure it out. But, you know, he's still getting, you know, four targets a game, so. There's a lot of options out there. Not a lot of good options, in my opinion. Nobody who's going to be straight-up consistent for you. But, you know, kind of. this is where you kind of pick matchup to matchup. You look at the injury reports. You kind of figure out, can this guy figure into the lineup? And if he can, maybe you go out and get him. Oh, one last guy I want to shout out. My boy Alec Pierce. Been waiting for this man to go for over 100 yards all season long. I endorsed him at the beginning of the year, and he finally did it got himself a touchdown as well. I don't think he's going to be repeating it a lot, but you know, I just wanted to make that shout out out there cuz he is on the waiver wire as well. He finally did it.
0: <laughs> Zay Jones. Finally. If Zay Jones is out there, obviously the injury of Christian Kirk, if he happens to be out there on the waiver wire, make sure you snag him up. Like the Noah Brown. One guy I think you miss, um he brought Joe Flacco up. <clears throat> How about the day Elijah Moore had um, with Joe Flacco. If he's out there on that waiver wire, he's definitely worth um, a a risk, if you will, to take. I don't know if he's even a risk, but Joe Flacco is finding him early and often um, with their um, injury to Amari Cooper. Um, You know, again, did I even bring that up to Doc? I don't think I did. Um, So that's somebody else that we need to see how long um, he's going to be out for. Jonathan Mingo actually has been stepping up as they've been targeted a lot in this offense seen the decline, I guess, if you will, of Adam Thielen in um, the rise of him. Jalen Hyatt's been mentioned a few times. Curtis Samuel, you know, and this offense are on a bye this week, but you know if uh, Terry McLaren's getting no targets and catches, at least Curtis Samuel's getting something. Um, let's go to the tight ends, and um, I don't know if you – is there anything – did you see anything out there? Because I got like two names, and usually I got four or five.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like Harrison Bryant. I mean he, he obviously stepped it up. I don't know if David and Joku just went missing or something like that, but you know, Harrison Bryant, former Mackey Award winner, is he hell of a tight end in college, thought he had potential in, in the NFL, still think he does, and he showed out. So let's hope it's not a one game thing. And I'll say one more guy, Isaiah Likely. And I doubt he's on your waiver wire, but check anyways. Because there was the whole buy thing that happened right after the Mark Andrews injury, so maybe he's out there. If he's out there, definitely worth a look. He looked pretty damn athletic in his one performance this year as a starter, and I think they could try and get him going in the end zone uh, more often down the stretch. So I like those two guys.
0: Chig looked like I put Chig down there. It looked like he was, uh, you know, Will Levis is finding him a little bit, and I also put Brevin Jordan down. If Dalton Schultz um, goes down for any amount of time, um, it looked like CJ Stroud was finding Brevin Jordan a little bit. So maybe somebody you might want to look at, depending, of course, on what the situation is with Dalton Schultz. Um, some streaming D options. Um, Texans, again, you guys know if you've been following this show, follow that Jets offense around. Um, that Houston D is, well, eat all day. Um, they've actually been stepping up as well. So it's kind of good. You got a youth, youthful. Um, defense is starting to step up a little bit in this offense that continues to struggle. Saints uh, versus the Carolina Panthers, Vikings at the Raiders, and Packers at the Giants. Which, by the way, I did want to mention. You know, if you're in your fantasy leagues and you know you like me and got blessed and you got a you got a, a bye week and you're you're chilling, you're waiting for your matchup. Start looking at you for your matchup. This don't don't wait, don't wait till next week start looking at who those defenses are playing what's going on for your matchup beat that waiver wire before it gets into next week because your opponent right now he's he's worried about what's going on this week he ain't worried about you next week make sure you start playing in ahead all right let's get it on, on Thursday night I'm so excited for this football game pick them, pick them. Breaking it on down for this exciting matchup in the AFC. Remember, this game used to be like the, the AFC championship almost all the time. Yeah. Patriots at the Steelers. It's 38 degrees, partly cloudy, winds eight miles an hour. Patriots lead the series overall 18 to 16. Patriots have won six out of the last seven, and including the last time was in 2022, 17 to 14, they won. Um, The line on the game is Steelers by six over under is 30 and a half by the fantasy numbers. Patriots against fantasy QBs are seventh running backs, 15th receivers, 22nd tight ends. They are third Steelers are fifth against fantasy QBs, 24th against running backs, 18th against receivers and 10th against tight ends. So you got Bailey Zappi, versus Mitch Trubisky against two defenses that are top ten, one top five against fantasy QBs. What do you label this game, Justin? Um
2: this is the honey do you want to go to a movie game? (laughs) (laughs) Oh Oh, man this is this is not even the I want to go grab a beer game. Do you need one too buddy? Cause you still got to go back to the couch for that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Oh so man,
2: this is this is up there with the uh, the. I mean, I guess this is becoming the standard for Thursday night games. They're mm. they're stinkers. Like when, whenever you get something like a Dallas and Seattle, you're like, oh man, honey, we're watching football tonight. Like let's fucking go. But uh, this one, oh man, I think I might go check out like whatever is going on now in movie theaters. <laughs> Uh but I'll, I'll I'll keep this real quick. Play the Pittsburgh defense. Um, <laughs> fuck all the nonsense at quarterback. Go ahead and play <laughs> Najee Harris. Uh, play Jalen Warren because they've been okay for you. I want none of the the wide receivers. I don't want Pickens. I don't want Johnson. Devonte Parker. Bleh. Uh, Juju Smith Schuster. Double, Mm. um, I know we just said we just endorsed Ezekiel Elliott on waiver wires. I, I mean, if you're in that bad of a pinch, I don't have a problem with it. But we gotta define the pinch on this one.
1: Yeah,
2: Yeah, we got we got to define the pinch worthy. Like, did you just have a bunch of injuries happen? (laughs) Because if that, fine. (laughs) But if you got somebody on there that's got upside. You take him all day long and you leave Zeke on that bench. You hear me? You hear me? (laughs) But overall, this game, I don't know about you, I think this is a game where the the matinee should be just two coaches and not even a player. You know what I mean? Like It should just be Belichick, Tomlin, and not yada, yada, and yada, yada (laughs) over here. Uh, This is going to be a media of the minds and It'll probably end up being somewhere along the lines of nine to six. And my pick is the Steelers.
0: Well, as usual, we'll pay homage to the judge first and let's hammer that home. We're all going to go Steelers on that one. Although I don't know, again, if that's, you know, this game is not all I don't think is like in the books for the Steelers with the Patriots. You know, they they do defensively bring it. Um, you know, I could very well see a see a you know, I think what really will turn the game is a defensive touchdown by one of either one of these teams, which you mentioned. Play Steelers D. I would also play Patriots D. I think both these defenses are going to play well. Um, this is when you'll see the that type of game. If you like that '90s football, that's what you're in for. Um, for that matchup, quite frankly. Um, I'm not sure about Najee, to be honest with you. He's, again, I think he's just right in line with with Zeke. They're all flex plays for me. Um, There's nothing about this matchup I like. I hate playing fantasy players on Thursday, and I would hate it even more if I had to play from either one of these two squads. Um, I would literally feel like death is about to happen. No thank you uh, on that one. So, um, you know, again... Could it be a good defensive matchup? Maybe, maybe there's some defense. But again, I thought last night was just going to be a rollover and look what we got. So you never know sometimes. Um, And instead of going out to the movies, you know, I always get bombarded um, at Christmas time. Someone really loves the Hallmark movies. And I cannot stand to watch any of them because they are the same plot. It is the same thing and then on and then on, on 90% of them it's like it's the girl cheats on her husband or her boyfriend and oh there's this newfound love and I'm like this is what you fucking watch at, this is christmas shit and this, you're into this shit like this solid <laughs> you tell me some here what the fuck that's Christmas. Oh, I fell out of love with my husband, and now I I'm at this I I'm at this new place, this new town where I happen to work at the shop, no. at the food shop, and yeah, there's yeah. this young guy there. And no, we taught we put, you know, the we were under the mistletoe the other day. <laughs> you
2: no, know, it, 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 it's the it's the newly divorced woman who goes back home and rekindles the high school love. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're just and like, she, oh, how how did we not make this work the first
0: time? <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't even get me started. She, I start getting on that, and my my son actually he joins me in,
1: and she's like, oh, Jeff, I you.
0: Uh, yeah, I can't do the Hallmarks, but anyway, I might do the Hallmark movie maybe Thursday. I might surprise her, be like, hey babe, you wanna watch uh, a chick flick? What's up? <laughs> All right, well, the Grinch Who
2: Stole Christmas. <laughs> that's that's a classic in our
0: house i know well shit we're gonna go christmas movie i mean i can i can pick some but you know just for her we'll go the hallmark route and i can mm-hmm. you know we'll celebrate some somebody cheating on someone and going into a new town and now they're in love and it's christmas and whatever all righty well sounds like a sophisticated movie i don't know if it's sophisticated enough for mr mallard but we're about to find out because he's gonna bring us his sophistication station
3: Welcome to Sophistication Station. Welcome into another stop on Sophistication Station. I'm Andrew Leduc, a.k.a. Mr. Mallard. And things are getting hairy as the NFL season gets into its home stretch here. Heading into the fantasy playoffs, there a lot of injuries, so let's get into it. Ezekiel Elliott is a guy that you can pick up, po- probably, unless some guys may have been stashing him over the last few weeks. But with Ramondre Stevenson looking to have diagnosed with an ankle sprain possibly a high ankle sprain he should miss at least a week or two ezekiel elliott has been running hard for what has been an awful awful patriots offense but he's getting the carries he's getting catches out of the backfield as well for whatever that's worth Uh, he could be a serviceable flex option there could be other better options on your team but ezekiel elliott could be an all right dart throw in a pinch and then Tanner Hudson on the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh he's Brownings seems to be his favorite option outside of uh Jamar Chase, but Hudson has looked fast for the position, he's looked consistent and reliable for Browning. So Tanner Hudson seems to be the a chain mover for the Bengals. So go pick him up at the tight end position. And then a why not kind of pickup is Gardner Minshew getting double digit points above 15 points the last two weeks since their bye week. Gardner Minshew seems to be doing just enough for the Colts to get them uh, pumped with some adrenaline right now. So Gardner Minshew could be a serviceable streamer for you. He also has a somewhat favorable schedule down the stretch here. So he could be a last minute plug-in. you do have an injury that you just need to fill and then last but not least elijah moore finally starting to show some life in that browns offense obviously the quarterback situation is sketchy there to say the least but elijah moore is a guy who can play at all levels of the field in that offense so look for elijah moore to possibly be much more involved once again i'm angela duke aka mr mallard stay classy friends
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you joining us back on Friday. We're going to break down the big slate for this weekend. God, there's some big games this week. Um, I like how, actually, I kind of like the NFL start us out slow with Patriots and Steelers because there's some big ones coming on this weekend. I cannot wait. Good luck to you this week. We'll get you all prepped on Friday. And then don't forget to wake up with us on Sunday morning. We appreciate you, and we are out.